0: Hey Church, it's Pastor Mike. Welcome to my 7-Minute Almost Daily Podcast where we're just trying to adapt to the cultural changes that we find ourselves in. The stuff the pandemic has pushed upon us, pretty much unavoidable. But we're leaning in, trying to figure out how to get better. We call it ReChurch. Oh, holy mackerel. The weekend was so unbelievable. It's taken me till right now, Wednesday night, to get my head back together and do a re-church podcast. And the weekend I'm referring to, of course, is our He is Still King outdoor celebration, which we were really not to invoke a ungodly metaphor. We were just like rolling the dice, man. We didn't know what was going to, how it was going to go, what the weather was going to be like, people were going to show up um, uh, and whether or not we could pull it off, you know, whether it could be a quality service that could be actually heard, uh, enjoyed and engaged with. And it really, really was astoundingly good. Thanks to a lot of work from a lot of people. Um, It was raining on Saturday, four or five hours before the first of two services on Saturday, uh, and the sun came out. We were very, very fortunate at around 3 o'clock, dried up a little bit, and um, it was tolerable. It was cold, but it was tolerable, and hundreds and hundreds of cars came up, And out in those uh, two services that night, we went home thrilled. And then uh, Sunday morning, it was a little, I think it was a little windy and made it a little bit colder, (laughs) but we hung in there and uh, hundreds more cars came. And uh, we even heard of live streams being viewed in Italy, Canada, Guatemala, Cambodia, and Japan. So we were just on cloud nine. Uh, by Sunday night, we were cranking it in and um, had a, just had a great time together. And if you didn't get a chance to see it, if you bounce over to our YouTube channel, Vista's YouTube channel, you can watch a um, one of the recorded live streams and um, and enjoy it that way. Let us know um, how it impacted you, but. Just great job, super proud of staff, um, all of the volunteers, uh, the whole effort, uh, really a, a work of faith on multiple levels, and God was really honored through it, in my opinion. It was really, really good. I did want to knock out the eighth of nine indicators that your Christianity might not be as rooted in Christ as as rooted in the gospel as it needs to be. And this is important because the world around us, around us maybe, I don't know, it, it sounds extreme, maybe now more than ever needs Christians to be Christian, not just moral equivalents behaving the same way in dialogue, in argument, in differences, differences and et cetera, et cetera. We need to be differentiated significantly so as a result of our um, relationship with Christ and the grip that we have on the gospel. I'm seeing a lot of behaviors, um, some of which I, I have uh, diagnosed in my own life, which require me to come back to the roots and the foundation of who I am in Christ. Allow God to continue to transform me. Um, And I would suggest the effort be given by you, Uh, the same effort. Look in the mirror. Don't be afraid to look in the mirror. Don't be afraid to allow these things to be found true in your life so that you can do something about it and be the kind of salt and light that this world needs. Um, I'm not going to recap them. It's too exhaustive. You just have to go back and listen. Here's the eighth one. I'm going to get it rolling and then finish it uh, uh, probably tomorrow. The eighth indicator that your Christianity might need to be more deeply rooted in Christ is this. You recognize, or, or or this is true, organizational goals, um, passionate causes, typically in the justice framework, and personally held beliefs and perspectives have become more important to you than preserving a relationship. That is to say, the things that you aspire to, value, are, are passionate about, uh, believe, the perspectives that you have are more important, are of greater value to you than the value of people. It's, it's, it's um, fun, fun to sit across the table with a friend. Presumably, one with whom you've had a lot in common, and only rarely get the wonderful opportunity to catch up in person, like I did just a couple of days ago, with a great friend. We go, we go back way, way back, and whenever we get together, it's just awesome. That that's a fun thing. Those sort of relationships can be um, uh, mutually challenging and mutually fulfilling. But it is an entirely better, greater, more godly thing to sit across the table from someone with whom you rarely agree are maybe significantly different from, maybe even dramatically, and you still can speak well of them, respect them, and be generous toward them that that is the greater accomplishment that is the christian accomplishment that you can you can sit even with your enemy and be kind jesus said love your enemies don't take revenge Paul says, "My dear friends, but have leave room for God's wrath. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. We need to we need to work this out because this is at the core of rechurch. We'll talk again tomorrow."